Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. 534 on the West Coast where the Edmonton Oilers will visit the Vancouver Canucks tomorrow night, 8 p.m. puck drop, our time, right here on 630. Chad, Jack Michaels... He's there. Bob Stoffer. he's there. I think they're both on the call. I'm going to confirm that momentarily, but not before I tell you, Royal Pizza is pizza, pasta, so much more. Get their new Canadian Club sandwich with chicken, ham, bacon, ranch, lettuce, tomato. Oh, yeah. That sounds like so much more to me. Visit royalpizza.ca. Kellen, let's go ahead and bring aboard Bob and Jack. Appreciate you pressing the buttons back there. Uh, how was the, uh, the flight down there, Bob? I was surprised to see you guys go a, a day early i guess but maybe now we're in regular season mode you know we're in regular season mode so the flight was fine uh jock was regaling me with some outstanding statistics that he would all undoubtedly uh, be deploying when we get to our picks and pans here for the season <laughs> excellent are you both on the call tomorrow cam moon's not cam is back at edmonton yes so right. it's uh it's jack and myself for the first two games of the regular season Got you. Appreciate that. Let's talk about this regular season. We got Reed Wilkins here as well. Hello, Reed. Hey, how's it going? Excellent. Jack, you on the line? I'm good to go, bud. All right, let's fire it up. Okay, Bob, uh, let's uh, let's drop the puck, I guess, maybe with, what do you want to do, the Pacific Division first, or should we work a different well, direction? Well, let's just, yeah, let's do the eight teams we think that are going to make the playoffs from the uh the, the two the two conferences. Okay, I'll let you take it away. I'm going to let you start maybe in the East, work your way back to the Pacific Division. All right, I'll go first. Uh, I will predict uh, Tampa, uh, Toronto, uh, Buffalo, the Islanders, Pittsburgh, Carolina, the Rangers, and the Devils will all make the playoffs. Those will be my eight teams. I'm really going to be intrigued to watch New Jersey and Buffalo this year, and I think that Boston and Washington are going to be two teams that drop off, and I almost feel sacrilegious saying it just because Boston's been such a good organization for a long time. Jack, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I'm... I mostly, unfortunately, agree with you, except I think the Penguins are going to be in the mix this year. I think the Penguins will make it over the Islanders. I have outside, them in. Outside of that, yep. I have the seven teams in. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Boston, Tampa, Buffalo, Toronto, and then I'm going Carolina, the Rangers, Pittsburgh, and I think the Devils will be the last team in. I think they're... I think they're the one team that might take a step back uh, before they take a step forward. I, I like their team speed, but I remain concerned a little bit about New Jersey in net. Uh, I, I just feel more confident in to have a bounce back season, and that the Penguins, you know, trio of stars will will find a way to rally that club back into the playoffs a little more confidently than I feel like. New Jersey taking the next step. I'm not sure whether they're going to be a, a 115 to 120 point juggernaut. Too many questions in net for me. And they had a lot of things go right for them last year, while a team like the Penguins had a lot of things go wrong. I think the Islanders have gotten old. If they get in, I think it'll be a single-handed effort, and that's Ilya Sorokin. I hate picking against him not to get in, but I think he can only drag that team so far. Okay. Reed, your thoughts on the eight teams you got going in out of the East? All right. I have the Leafs. That was an easy one. Uh, Boston, because they can drop off by several dozen points and still easily make the playoffs. I have Tampa Bay in. 
I do have Ottawa getting in. And, Bob, i got to be honest with you here because I had Buffalo written down and I crossed them out and I put in Florida instead. Uh, so I have three out of the Atlantic. I have the Devils, Carolina, and Rangers out of the Metro. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't really buy a big Pittsburgh bounce back. I mean, San Jose had Eric Carlson and missed the playoffs by a bunch, so I don't know if uh, where Pittsburgh is at in their cycle, if he's going to help them that much. Okay, uh, Brendan. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, look, Boston to me is is kind of the rain there until otherwise proven. Part of the reason I think that is because they've got two goaltenders and either one of them could realistically steal the starter's job. I really like Jeremy Swayman. We'll see what Allmark does as an encore. Toronto isn't going anywhere, but I like Buffalo a lot as well. I don't know that Devin Levi as a rookie goaltender is leading anybody to the promised land. That's a lot to ask, but that might have been a lot to ask of Stuart Skinner last year, so it's been proven that it can be done. I think they jump into the playoff picture. New Jersey, New York, uh, they're going to get their just deep rosters. And Carolina, to me, I mean, they, they won the Metropolitan last year. But my wildcard teams, I like what Pittsburgh's done in terms of like trying to extend their going for it run. They just flashed the roster up there, obviously, for this game. They're leading Chicago 1 0 right now. But uh, they've got a team that I think could definitely get to the playoffs. How much damage they do remains to be seen. They're my first wildcard team, Bob Tampa Bay is going to be my second because it's going to be a big hole to crawl out of without Vasilevsky for two months. All right, let's switch to the Western Conference. We'll each go for about a minute. Jack, the floor is yours. The eight teams that make it in the West. Well, I'm going to go in the Pacific Division. I feel like Seattle will be squeezed out. And I'm uh, against my better judgment of the two teams in Canada that you think, well, maybe their goaltenders have, uh, you know, a, a bit of a chance to rebound. I actually think the sleeper is Dustin Wolf. I, Bob, perhaps it's it's somewhat of a symbiosis with you uh, yakking away about that fact, but I feel like Calgary will squeeze in as the fourth team out of the Pacific. I've got Edmonton, Vegas, and L.A., uh, you know, I continue to have my doubts about Los Angeles, so I feel like Edmonton and Vegas uh, will will continue to set the pace there, and I don't think L.A. is a threat to win the division title. In the Central, I think Colorado and Dallas are Edmonton's most significant threats toward a, an appearance in the, in the uh, Stanley Cup final. Uh, I don't love the ingredients all put together that Colorado has. They've got a lot of names, but I'm not sure they're all going to blend together. And I feel like Nashville and St. Louis are going to be heading back to the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think the shift in captaincy uh, for St. Louis and a couple of the players they lost might actually uh, benefit the Blues long-term. I still believe in their blue line. I, I, I feel like they've got some depth there. And speaking of a bounce-back performance, you know, Jordan Bennington, if you, if you think Markstrom or Demko can come back, then why don't you feel like Bennington can? I, I feel he will. And along with that, same theme, goaltending gets Nashville back in the playoffs. I think the one-two combination of Nashville is a is a top ten combo in the league, and I expect that to carry the Preds for the postseason. Reed Wilkins, yeah, Jack, I I almost put Nashville in, but uh, I, I couldn't quite bring myself to really make any changes from uh, how we saw the Central goal last year. I think Colorado and Dallas are easy picks to get in. Uh, I do have the Wild getting in again, and, and, I, and I'm going to go with Winnipeg. Uh, 
Uh, I know they they did make it last year. The, they didn't uh, last very long against Vegas, but uh, I, I still think that they have some good talent, and they locked up a couple guys this week that's important, so I'll, I'll give Winnipeg a wild card. In the Pacific, uh, again, a couple obvious ones to me, the Oilers and Vegas. Until this afternoon, I I actually didn't have the Kings getting in again, and then I kept thinking about it, and I was like, no, nah, they got to get in and the job McClellan did last year I know there's some questions in net for stuff in them but I'm going to go with the Kings doing enough to get in and I'm going to go with the Canucks uh, I, I don't think Calgary is going to score enough and I, and I realize the Pacific is strong which could lead one to say well they're going to have five teams but they're going to be playing against each other and dividing up points against each other so I think that'll allow a central division team to get a wild card so I got Edmonton Vegas Vancouver and LA Brendan all right, Vegas, uh, they'll be up there until proven otherwise. They get Logan Thompson back in net. I think that stabilizes that situation for those who don't believe in Aiden Hill. Edmonton will be uh, first or second in that division. And, hey, I'm, I'm going to give Calgary some credit here with a new uh, vibe around there. I think Jonathan Huberdeau bounces back in a big way. And hey, maybe Matt Coronado helps them find the score sheet a little more often. Colorado, still the odds-on betting favorite everywhere I look for the Stanley Cup this year. So they're going to sit atop the Central Division. Dallas has probably one of, if not the best goaltender prospect. Uh, he's not a prospect anymore. He's a Vesna candidate. Jake Ottinger uh, keeping them around. And Winnipeg, after they signed their goaltender and Mark Shifley, that's uh, going to get them into the playoffs as well. I think my wildcard teams are going to go with L.A. because they've been there. And, and again, until someone knocks them off, I think that experience plays. And Minnesota is a pesky team that just re-upped with Ryan Hartman, part of their sandpaper. Uh, I, I think they've got uh, Marcus Foligno re-signed as well, Bob, so I'll take the wild getting in there. All right, I'm going to pivot. Uh, uh, obviously, in the Pacific, I've got, initially, I was going to go with f- uh, five teams, but the moves by Winnipeg to lock up their two players has changed it, and the more I think about it with Vancouver, I had Vancouver in, I'm going to move them out. So, Edmonton and Vegas, for sure. The Kings, Todd's a good coach, we know that. Calgary's going to get back in. They had more points last year than Florida. I've got Florida missing the playoffs, by the way. Don't forget, Florida doesn't have uh, their top two defensemen for uh, the first uh, two months of the regular season, uh, so I've got uh, I've got the Flames uh, back in. So Edmonton, uh, Vegas, Calgary, and LA all making the playoffs. Vancouver's going to be close, but they're going to miss. And the difference is with what Winnipeg did. Uh, and I'm going to obviously Colorado, Dallas are slam dunks. I'm with my broadcast partner Jack Michaels. I do think that uh, Edmonton's greatest challenge is going to be one of Colorado or Dallas when it's all said and done. I just hope that Vegas doesn't make me eat that. And, uh, you know, they got to play each other before they theoretically get to Edmonton anyways. Uh, but Colorado, Dallas, and I got Minnesota, and I have the Jets in because the Jets took care of a little bit of business. And I wonder if getting Blake Wheeler out of there uh, helps out. So that's a look at the two conferences, who we've got sort of making the playoffs. Now we'll do some fun stuff, guys, and we're going to start with uh, – you know, uh, uh, do both Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl score 50 goals, or could you see a bit of a downturn in offense? And, Reed, we're going to drop the puck first with you. Your thoughts? Well, look, this is the best Oilers team going into a season in a long time, and I'm choosing to be optimistic. Yes, they will both score 50 goals. And quite frankly, Bob, I, I don't I, I, I don't agree with you that there's going to be a, a downtick in offense around the league this year. I, I still think we're on the way up. I, I know coaches are going to adapt, but 
Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's edged above three goals per team per game the last two years. To, it's now a 3.18. I, I can still see that going up. I just think there's so much talent in the league, better defensemen than ever who can push it from the back end. So anyway, I think, yes, Leon and Connor will both get over 50. Uh, and, again, and largely, again, because of the power play. I mean, Dreisaitl got 60% of his goals on the power play last season. So if he does that again, he'll get to 50. Uh, Brendan? There's too much talent around them at this point for me to think that the offense is going to fall off. I think they'd be able to conjure up 50 goals apiece, even if they were playing with the type of talent we saw them sort of sullied with five, six years ago, right? Now they're playing with maybe not the elite echelon of players, but certainly a surrounding cast that can get them the puck. So McDavid looks like he's going to score 50 goals henceforth by accident, and Dreisaitl's calling card is that shot on the power play. So I have a lot of reason to believe that it's possible. Jack? The key for them to score 50 apiece is the power play. And and the power play, it's hard to envision either of them dipping below 20 on the power play this year. So now it's finding, a, you know, 30 at even strength. And, and I'll take those odds all day. I, I'm not and, – and I have a different reason for the offense. I, I, I think there's a lack – of elite goaltenders in the league right now. I, I, I don't think there's the 15 to 20 goaltenders. I mean, half of the teams we talked about making the playoffs, we started with caveats of, well, the one the one you know worry I have is, you know, will he have a bounce back season or can this guy emerge in the case of Levi? I mean, so that wasn't the case 15 years ago in the league. There, it was it was anomaly if you didn't know who your number one guy is. So I think they're getting 50 easily. All right, uh, I've got them both with 50. We've got about a minute and a half left. You got to name a uh, a wild card player for the Edmonton Oilers that's going to be a guy to watch this year. So it can't be one of the you know the regular higher end offensive players. And we'll start with you, Brendan. Okay, well, I figured you guys would want to go the Dylan Holloway direction. So my sleeper, and Jack, I apologize if I sniped your guy, but Ryan McLeod this year is somebody who I think we're going to see take a step forward, not only because of his maturity as a player, but because of who I think he's going to be playing with. If he ends up with Holloway and Warren Fogle, I think the three of those guys, they, they combine well with their speed and forechecking ability, and a little bit of scoring touch there is added by Holloway. So to me, I'm looking at McLeod to break out 12 to 15 goals and, and play a real uh, quality two-way center position on that third line. Reed, Jack Campbell. I, 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 I don't know if you wanted a goaltender or not, Bob, but I, I believe I said to you off-air, and I will say it on-air, I think Jack Campbell will have a will be in the conversation for the Vesna Trophy. I am well, that confident he's going to bounce back. If that happens, the orders are finishing with 55 wins if he, if he has that sort of bounce-back win. They got 50 last year. Jack? I'm actually going to go uh, to the blue line since uh, since Brendan did kind of snipe my guy, and I, I don't know whether I don't know whether you can really say Connor Brown's a sleeper, uh, you know, and I I don't necessarily think you know a ceiling for him exceeds much beyond 25 goals considering he's coming off a knee injury, but my uh, my sleeper is Darnell Nurse, and let me explain that. I think Darnell Nurse this year. If that pairing sticks with Evan Bouchard, not only will get his usual 40 to 45 points, but I believe will emerge as 
the kind of guy that settles into exactly how he can, should, and at his most effective will play. And that is a guy that no one in the Western Conference wants to play against down low. Something about having Evan Bouchard on the right side will allow Darnell to do less, which I believe will maximize that player. And I I think Darnell Nurse is going to have a monster season in a lot of ways that go beyond the score sheet. All right, mine's cryptic. Uh, I'm going to say it's somebody that's not here right now. I think that the Oilers are going to find a way to add another impactful bottom six forward that can play sort of in a middle six role. So stay tuned on that front. Uh, now we're going to play prices right, or maybe we're always wrong. Final win total in the regular season for the Edmonton Oilers. And Jack, we'll start with you. And everybody's got 15 seconds because we've got to get to break here. I think the Oilers will win 48 games. Okay. Brendan? Oh, man, I'm jacking it up. Let's go 54 with a 114-point season. Oh, boy. Uh, Reed? 52. Reed, come on. All right, well, then I'll be the guy... I'll be the guy that goes to 55. I'm going to go to 55. Brendan, I just boxed you right in there. Were you going to say 52? (laughs) I'm going 55, yes. But you changed because of mine. Yes, I was going to do... Why can't we be the same, Bob? Okay, let's be the same. I was originally going to go 52. Jack, thanks for joining us. Brendan, thanks for hosting the show. I know Reed's got a show coming up after, and we'll have lots coming up tomorrow uh, when we get over to uh, Rogers and Elite Arena, including a one-on-one interview with General Manager Ken Holland. Looking forward to it, Bob. Appreciate it. Enjoy the night in Vancouver. Kellen, let's hit the final break here. Reed, stick around so you can tell us what's coming up next on your show. Couple minutes left here. If you missed the uh, the first portion of the show, it is World Mental Health Day, and I am somebody who lives with a mental health diagnosis. So I just wanted to quickly throw the number out there because uh, my experience was really positive with this. And if you feel like you're you're sitting there at a stuck point, you're not sure about what the next step in in your journey may be, uh, it's a real easy call to eight one one. That's HealthLink here in Alberta, and from there you were directed to the exact type of help that you need. That was my experience. It was incredibly positive. So uh, if you are somebody that uh, needs, you know, a little extra inspiration, just know that there are uh, there are lots out there, of course, who are kind of enduring things similarly, and there's lots of help available as well. We have some entertainment for you coming up in about uh, 10 minutes or so here after this next newscast. It'll be Reed Wilkins' responsibility oh, geez, was, to I was keep you entertained. I was actually wondering who you were talking about. I was like, is Seinfeld coming in? No, no. Uh, the Jordan Circus is not coming through town. It's it's you, my man. What you got coming up? I am. Uh, <laughs> I got my one-on-one chat with Zach Hyman, third consecutive year. He joins us on Inside Sports the before the start of the season, though we had to tape this one before they they flew. And uh, as always with Zach, we talk non-hockey stuff too. And one of his latest ventures is something called Bubblegum Kids which he will explain to everybody. Uh, We'll hear a little bit uh, from Woody and McDavid, (laughs) and uh, we'll get you ready for the Elks this week at 7.30. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Reed is coming up next. This day in Oilers history is brought to you by New West Travel. Join the three-night Montreal road trip with a private suite for the Oilers versus the Habs. That's about as good as it gets at the Bell Centre, I would imagine. Call or visit newwesttravel.com. 1979, October 10th, the Oilers... 
playing their first NHL game. They lost 4-2 to the Blackhawks in Chicago. Team's first ever draft pick, Kevin Lowe, and tough guy Dave Hunter scored for the Oilers. Tomorrow, Bob back in the host chair, a full preview of game number one of 82 for the Edmonton Oilers, setting up the Canucks and the Oilers. 8 o'clock puck drop tomorrow on 6.30, Chad. We're on the air at 5. That means Reed's got the uh, face-off show at 6.30. Yes, that's how that all works. Again, we missed Brian Lawton today for our friends at Wow Factor Desserts. We'll make up for that tomorrow. And uh, listen up. You want to go to the Heritage Classic? We got your tickets. We're giving away a pair. You better listen to tomorrow's show to find out how you can check out that first Battle of Alberta later this month. Up next to Global News, weather traffic update, followed by Inside Sports. It's Brendan Escott saying goodnight from the 630 Jet Studios.